Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today's episode is a special bonus episode that I've created to address the many questions that I am receiving from both clients and listeners and just people around the world as we face the COVID-19 pandemic and all of the ramifications of that. It's actually having quite an impact on families who are transitioning through divorce, um, families who are trying to co-parent, and just for people who are dealing with all of the fallout that perhaps you haven't thought of or experienced yet. So my goal today is to raise some of these issues, answer your questions to the best of my ability, give you some ideas about what you might be able to do about some of the situations that could arise, and just, you know, open your eyes to this because we, as we go into this, it is not something that's likely to be done in a relatively short period of time. Um, depending on where you get your information, this is a situation that is evolving and increasing in impact on us. So, you know, I just want to take the time to give you some actionable information, as I always do on the Divorce and Beyond podcast, um, and just raise some awareness because there are some special challenges facing those of you who are facing divorce or co-parenting in this new world, you know, with with this disease running rampant through um, the entire, you know, population of the globe. So let's start with the fact that many courts are closed. Uh, this is happening increasingly as everything else in the world is closed. I was just uh, watching the news this morning and Paris has shut down all restaurants and cafes. You know, so it shouldn't be surprising that public places are being closed. The courts are a public forum. Um, I have heard from colleagues in both Connecticut and here in Chicago, where I'm located, that the courts are closed, family courts are closed, and, and generally all courts are closed as much as they possibly can be, except for emergency situations. And this is an issue, right? Because if you're involved in a divorce, um, you may be scheduled for trial, thinking you're going to get closure on your case finally. You may be scheduled to go forward with an agreement um, and again, looking to implement that agreement, waiting for it to be finalized so that you can start living by your agreement. You may be asking the court for what we call pendente lite or temporary orders because you need some determination regarding support or the parenting plan or, you know, some sort of restraining order or someone being compelled to give information. A lot of people are probably already facing situations where they need to modify their divorce agreements after the divorce, right? There might be a situation where things have changed um, and you need to 
make changes to the court order. Um, there may be situations where people are not doing what they were supposed to do and there are pending contempt charges um, and you won't be able to pursue many of these in the short term. And we really don't know how long this will go on. So now you have some issues. You really do, um, because it's very difficult to live. And you hear me talk about this all the time in divorce limbo when you don't have someone to make a tiebreaker. So I have a couple of suggestions that I would, you know, suggest you seek out some some help in these instances. There are two possible what we call alternative dispute resolution um, resources available to you. So for those who need an adjudication, meaning you need a third party to hear the facts and make a determination for you, consider hiring a private arbitrator. Arbitrators are individuals who sit in the stead of a judge. They're like a quasi judge. And in fact, many of them are retired judges um, and they can hear the facts just as if you were going to court and they can make a determination for you. So if that's something that you're facing, consider that, right? You can have that resource. If you are looking for help in coming to agreements with your ex, then consider mediation. And you all know, if you've listened to any of my shows, if you know anything about me, I'm a huge proponent of mediation. I think in almost all cases, it is a better choice to sit down and work your issues out with your co-parent, with your ex-spouse or soon-to-be ex spouse than it is to have a third party do it. So if you don't fall into the I need an adjudicator situation, then consider mediation. And for both of those, you know, arbitration or mediation, there are providers who offer those services online. They offer it through online video conferencing. I myself only have an online practice. My entire mediation and coaching practice is 100% online. I meet with clients every day, both mediation clients as well as my coaching clients, and I do it through Zoom. I also train other mediators and arbitrators in how to conduct their sessions online. That business of mine has had a huge burst in uh, people who are interested in learning with this current situation. So I can tell you there are more and more people who are able to provide your services online. And I urge you to find them. Google online mediation, online arbitration. If you are speaking to a mediator, arbitrator, ask them if they can provide that to you online. That is a wonderful resource in either case so that you can get some movement without having to actually even leave your home. So another issue that I'm finding that people are facing is that schools are closed. Extracurricular activities for their kids are closed. Um, so this is raising a lot of issues for the co-parents out there, whether you are in the divorce or you are past the divorce, living in two separate households. Um, this will probably greatly impact your child care situation. Um, if you are still going to work and your children are not going to school, if you're lucky enough to be able to have a child care provider, obviously costs are going up around that. So you're going to have an issue over the cost. 
And if you cannot find a child care provider, now as co-parents, you have to come up with some sort of situation, um, an agreement that will allow you to take care of your children. Uh, most states do not allow you to just leave your younger children home alone. And each state probably has a, an age at which it's appropriate to leave your children at home alone. Um, it's often in the range of 12 years, but that also is modified by the ability of that child or those children to be at home for any extended period of time and what's in their best interests. Um, so this is going to take a large amount of cooperation between you and your co-parent. And for those of you who do not have an amicable situation or, or um, relationship going right now with your co-parent, I know you're all sitting there saying, well, that's just not going to work. Unfortunately, there needs to be some resolution to this, right? You can't leave your children at home alone and you don't have the ability to go back to court. I would say that you both have an incentive at this point to meet with a mediator or meet with someone if you can't talk to each other about how to modify your schedule so that your children and your child care is taken care of. Um, so get to somebody, get on a mediator's um, schedule if you can so that you can start talking about these things. Get in touch with your attorneys if you're represented by counsel so they can start talking to the other attorney about how you're going to handle these issues because the severe impact can be long lasting, right? If somebody's missing a lot of work and they're supposed to be there because they are the custodial parent for that time frame and the other parent won't help out or family is unable to help out, you're going to start impacting jobs and livelihoods. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute because that's a further complication of all this. But you definitely need to consider that your parenting plan is going to be impacted probably severely by the fact that you suddenly have children at home all day that you did not have at home when they were in school. Um, we also just have some issues around co-parenting now, right? Because I'm, I'm hearing all different kinds of uh, things that are being raised about co-parenting. Um, one of the big ones is I am hearing about parents who have very differing views on how serious this situation is. And so children are in one household that is following very closely the suggested, um, you know, uh, things that you're supposed to do, the hand washing, the social distancing, etc. And then they go to the other house and the other parents like, oh, this isn't as serious as everyone's making it out. And they take the children out to, you know, they don't do the social distancing or whatever. I'm not, I'm not giving you an opinion on which one's the right way to be. What I'm saying is you have a serious issue here, right? It's a co-parenting um, joint legal custody issue where one parent thinks it's a problem and the other parent does not. And these children are going back and forth between households. Um, so again, this is something where even if you have a difficult time communicating with your co-parent, I strongly urge you to at least reach out to try to come to some agreements on how you're going to be united 
in this instance around your children. Um, and this is one of those instances, I mean, you've heard me talk about them before, but I strongly urge parents here to use one of the co-parenting apps. You all know I love FAIR, F-A-Y-R. Um, uh, but, you know, find a co-parenting app, communicate with your co-parent through that app. One, you're probably going to have a higher level of communication necessary at this time. Um, things that you would not normally have to talk about, you're going to because your kids are, again, not in school, not going to their extracurricular activities, might not be feeling well, you know, things are going on. The app is very helpful, one, because it helps to sort of diffuse the any conflict or, or issues just by giving you that arm's length. It also, for those of you who are going to need to keep records of what happens during this time, they very conveniently, the apps, um, at least FAIR, gives you, you know, lets you collect all that data, all of those text messages, all of the back and forth that you might have. And if you do need to go to court down the road over and any of this is relevant, you can just download all of it. So I strongly urge you, if you have not been using a co-parenting app to start now, um, also, as you're having to make modifications to your parenting plan, it can be much easier to do within the calendar function of an app. But there's other things you're going to have to talk about. And it's better to talk about things before they become relevant is what I find. And this is, you know, a general precept or concept of mediation, right? We want you to talk about as many of the possible things that might happen in the future and have an understanding about how they'd be handled so that when they do happen, you don't have arguments about it. Well, so here's some things to be thinking about. What happens if one of you gets sick? That is a real possibility with what they are saying is happening. Or what if one of your children gets sick? How are you as parents going to address that? If one of you is sick, are you going to make plans for extended parenting time in the other parent's household? Um, if one of the children is sick, is that child going to shelter in place with the parent who they are with when it's discovered they're ill? So they're having some conversations around that is, is very important and necessary. And also just understanding that it would be a good idea now for the two of you to talk about what other eventualities that might happen, um, work issues that might come about, um, the, the fact that work is being impacted, people are not going to work, or you know, if you are in the healthcare industry, those people are actually working longer and longer hours. So talking now about a modified parenting plan to take all of that into consideration can save you a lot of distress down the road. This requires that communication piece. If you can't communicate with each other, get some help, get a mediator, get a therapist, get someone to help the two of you talk. And again, use one of the co-parenting apps. Keep track of all the back and forth. Definitely, if you make changes, even if they are between the two of you, memorialize that, right? Write it down when you make changes. Send an email or send it through the app as a text through the app and say, this is to confirm or I just want to outline what we discussed about how we're going to modify. Because when something's in writing, it's easier for you both just to remember it and understand it. Now, let's talk about 
work because Beyond the work schedule disruption, whether you're going to work more as healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, people who work in hospitals, you know, all of those places, many people are now working from home. But I also know because there are some industries that are being severely impacted already, hospitality, travel industry, um, you know, there's there's a million people that are being millions, millions of people who are being severely financially impacted already because of what's happening. And, you know, many people are being told to work from home. So that also is going to have a, a significant impact. So, you know, for those who are working from home, does it mean they have more av- availability to be the co-parent um, in charge? So maybe the children can be with that parent more of the time. But think about the situations that are already happening and in industries that are already laying people off or that will be laying people off because their incomes are going down. The company income is going down. This is going to mean that people are losing jobs and they're losing income. Or even those who are still working may not get the bonuses that they've been getting in the past, may not receive the same amount if they're working on commission. Commissions are going to take a dive. Some industries are going up. You know, if you're in the mortgage industry right now, that seems to be going up. But if you're in other industries, there are going to be some severe financial impacts. And that is something that you need to be prepared for. If you are a person who relies upon support from your ex or from your soon-to-be ex in the way of child support or alimony, maintenance, spousal support, and your ex or your, your, the payor of support, if their income and livelihood is affected, and many people's is going to be, that is going to affect the amount of money that you receive. Start preparing for that. Start knowing by knowing that's going to happen. Modifications are permitted in circumstances in most cases, in most states, when there's been a significant change in circumstances. And there are going to be, if there already are, significant changes in circumstances and it's only going to get worse from here. So if you are one of the people who are reliant upon that support income, you know something is going to be coming down the pike. Now, the, right now, if you're one of the people who's being impacted and you have support orders in place that call for you to pay more money than you're now earning or it was based on a higher amount, but you can't get into court, right? Because most of the courts are closed. I would say check with your attorney Check online, but most of the time you can still file your motion to modify, alleging the change of circumstances and asking that your support be reduced. And that will be retroactive if you properly serve it. Check with the rules in your area. Check with an attorney in your area. But it's important to do that, not to just let it sit and wait until the courts are open again, thinking, well, I don't need to do that. We don't know the impact and how courts are going to to look at that, but because the courts are closed, um, what, what impact that will have. But most states have rules that say modifications are only retroactive back to when motions are filed or served. 
not back to whenever the change in circumstances happened. So to cover yourself, make sure you get that motion filed. And if you're, again, if you are someone who is reliant upon support and your ex or the payer of that support is in an industry that's going to be impacted, you need to start preparing for that. Now, another thing I wanted to mention is for those of you out there who are negotiating your divorce settlement right now, I actually sat with two couples this week doing um, online mediation, divorce mediation with them, and both of them uh, acknowledged in the mediation process that they were having difficulty in talking about valuations of assets, of you know investment accounts, the valuation of real estate, um, income from investment accounts, income from jobs, as we just talked about, that's likely to be impacted, bonuses from employment. Um, this is going to have long lasting repercussions. And when you sit down, you know, to try and negotiate a fair and equitable split of all of your assets and your liabilities, how do you do that when the valuations are fluctuating right now so significantly? And we don't know without a crystal ball what, you know, your home may be worth one thing today and it may be worth a significantly different number just a couple of months from now or even a month from now. We don't know. Um, I know one of the couples I was speaking to is in California where property values are sky high right now. And they both agree and between them that that's not going to be true. And so they really don't want to use the value of the house today for purposes of talking. So that is something that you need to take into consideration when you're negotiating because you want if you're what you're trying to effectuate is something that's fair to both of you you have to take into consideration that these things are wildly unknown at the moment investment accounts my goodness you know with the stock market taking the tumble that it has taken is it going to bounce back are we going to go into a recession what's going to happen and no one has a crystal ball but this is a place where I do suggest getting some outside financial help, whether it be you each consulting with financial professionals, certified divorce, financial analysts, CDFAs are one of my favorite you know, colleagues and uh, resources for my clients. You can get a neutral who can come in and sort of help overall with helping to pull the financial picture together or you can each get a financial advisor. You also, you know, can be talking to your current financial advisors. What do they sort of see happening? And you also should take a hard look at the industries and the income that you're both receiving. Are you in industries that are going to be impacted? And I know we don't have a full and complete idea as we are in the early days of this, but certainly there are industries that we know are going to be significantly impacted over a long period of time. Um, so those are all things to take into consideration as you're trying to negotiate your divorce. Um, and you need to you know, take into consideration being fair with each other and trying to make provision that that will keep however things are worked out on an equitable basis. Um, 
Another thing that might come up, and I certainly do see this coming up, is there may be because of changes in people's income um, and or losses of jobs, situations where someone might have wanted to say keep the marital residence and refinance the loan so they could take the other person off of it. Refinancing, although very attractive right now, may not be possible because income may be impacted. And that may have a huge trickle down on how the divorce is going to be handled. So this is another instance where when you're talking to your mediator, and I hope again, you're talking to a mediator, but or your attorney, be sure that you're keeping these things in mind. Because what you thought, if you've been in the middle of a negotiation for a while, you may have to take a deep breath and take a step back. And don't let that, you know, everybody gets upset when there have been agreements put in place and then people have to like walk it back a bit. But understand, have some flexibility, have some understanding that you are probably both being impacted at this time. Unfortunately, this may slow some things down, but there may need to be some regrouping. We are in a different world than we were just one month ago. Um, now, some other issues that I really think that we would want to to raise is, and I've heard this one a, a, several times, is people are already doing social distancing, they are sheltering in place, and suddenly you are in the house if you're still living together, um, which many people do for financial reasons during the divorce, you are now suddenly stuck in the house with someone that you are going through a divorce with. Uh, it was hard enough, right, when you both went out the door and went to work. And now often it's not only mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad who are in the house, but the kids are there too. I have spoken to numerous friends and family and clients. Their college kids are home. Um I mean, because they're, they've been sent home from college and can't go back, um, you know, ex extended families are now suddenly under the same roof for extended periods of time. And it's a pressure cooker. And this is another instance where that step back may be necessary, taking some time to consider that you are all going through something difficult. Um, and that there needs to be some understanding between all of you on how you're going to conduct yourselves. And, you know, if you've listened to other episodes, you know what I'm really talking about here is boundaries. Um, I suggest strongly, if you find yourselves all living together again under one roof, whether it's you and your adult children or your college age children or your, you know, high school, whatever age, you know, your children are there you and your ex are in the same house together, having a family meeting, sitting down with your co-parent, coming to an understanding of some boundaries around how all of this is going to work in the short term. And this can be things like, you know, each parent maybe having the responsibility for caring for the kids or being the, you know, the the parent who's on duty while the other one gets some work done. Uh, maybe it is everyone having an increased chore level because now 
things are, there's probably more cooking at home. There's probably more cleaning with everyone home all the time. Maybe you start apportioning some of those duties or having some rules and boundaries around all of, of that for the family, for the kids. Um, boundaries on everybody perhaps having some private space. Um, I, if that's possible in the home, does, you know, if you are cohabiting with your soon-to-be ex or your ex, um, is there a way to make sure that you both have a private space um, and keeping that private so that you have the ability to have a, a space where you can go to regroup? Um, and, and beyond the boundaries and the communication, being kind or attempting to, to raise your compassion level for everyone because frustrations are riding high, fear is riding high. Um, this is only going to exacerbate what is can already be a difficult situation. So trying to have compassion for everyone else, but also have compassion for yourself. And this is a time and, and the note I'm going to leave us all on is the need for increased self-care during this time frame. We are all stressed out. Everybody that I talk to I, uh, is stressed. We're all trying to, you know, I have friends who are sending me, you know, little memes of people fighting over toilet paper and, you know, or people keeping the to toilet paper in the safe. There seems to be like some worldwide shortage of toilet paper and everyone's running out to get that. But, you know, try a little humor try taking a deep breath. I know we're all worried about how this is all going to play out. I just have spent half an hour going over all of the difficulties uh, that people are facing because of the current situation. Um, and I know that's stressful. So be sure to give yourself some time and do what helps you, whether that's, you know, taking a deep breath here and there, taking a pause, doing something mindless. Um, I've seen been seeing a ton of of um, posts and things about, you know, things to watch on Netflix that are a little mindless, but also uplifting or, you know, hopefully can be a little bit happier um, so that we all can get through this time. This is not, you know, going to be a temporary thing. This is not going to be short lived. And we all need to find ways to coexist and try to take care of each other and ourselves in this difficult time. So I hope this episode has been helpful. Um, uh, those are the issues that I have been hearing from people to date, but I would say, please reach out to me with your questions or issues that you're facing that I haven't discussed, or if you have solutions that I haven't raised, you can reach me at um, Susan at divorceinabetterway.com. Um, I will be bringing more information through my Instagram posts, my Facebook, LinkedIn. You can follow me on Instagram at Divorce and Beyond. Uh, uh, at Divorce and Beyond or at Susan Guthrie ESQ, all one word. Um, and definitely go to one of my websites, either divorceandbeyondpod.com or divorceinabetterway.com and sign up for the newsletter. It's a free newsletter and I will be, I send it out every week. So as people ask questions or issues come up, I'll be sending out that newsletter um, with additional information, more resources. Um, I always have, you know, special offers and free gifts and information um, for 
you all. So be well, stay safe. Know I'm out here, you know, as a resource for all of you. And um, I hope this was helpful. And I will in this uh, bonus episode will give you um, some some assistance in this difficult time. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.